Turn it up. From the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 basketball facility in Rockland, California, it's Coach's Rise time with Coach C. Collins. It's start three, two, one. Coach's Rise time. Yep, it's Coach C. Collins. Talking at another podcast of Coach's Rise Time where we talk a little bit of basketball and everything in between. Where I try to give you guys uh, a Q&A on kind of different points of emphasis of the game and my perspective on it. Thanks again for those who've been listening. Appreciate you guys and your support. Um, if you're new to the channel, you know, go ahead, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button. I appreciate uh, those who've been rocking with me since day one. Um, thank you for, for listening in. I actually have a really looking forward to this show because I get to sit with a basketball legend and kind of pick his brain a little bit so um please look forward to that before we get to that let me uh, give a big shout out to our sponsors uh dr dish best shooting machine on the market please go check them out let's tell them uh, about that life sent you they'll hook you up with a discount you got west coast takeover if you're looking for tournaments in sacramento Zenify is a business website that helps you innovate your business, helps you, you know, evolve as a company, especially for those entrepreneurs out there, as I know I got plenty of them. Also, shout out to West Coast Legends. If you're looking for jerseys, embroidery, sublimation, screen printing, graphic or logo design, they're the people to hit up. And of course, and last but not least, Hardwood Palace. Thank you for your extreme tournaments. If you're looking for if you're an AAU program, looking for good competitive uh, AAU um uh, chances to get out there and see your team get after it, go ahead and hit them up. All links to all these, all my sponsors will be in the description and all these programs will be right there ready for you. Now, with that being said, I would like to get to our guest. Um, this man has been involved in basketball for a very long time and we're, I'm fortunate enough to be able to sit down with him and talk to him a little bit about it and kind of his perspective on things. Uh, as we get through the show, and trust me, you guys can Google all uh, a lot of this guy's information, so I won't uh, list every single thing that he's accomplished and done with basketball because he's been in the game. Uh, Coach, how long have you been doing? Like 40 years, 30 years? 44. 44, see, so there's a lot of information out there, so I'm not, I'm not going to run down through everything. Most of you guys have access to this thing called the Internet, so you guys can check it out yourself. But without further ado, let me please introduce – uh, Coach Vance Walburn. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, Coach. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you inviting me. No problem. So just let me give you guys a quick, quick rundown of who he is. If, like, you've never heard of him or heard of his accomplishments, if you're in Northern California, you, you for sure have. But let me give you guys for some of my people who live out the country or out of state because my podcast actually is doing pretty well. So – he is a legendary coach. He, if you've heard of the dribble drive offense or uh, if you run a 2-2-1 press, uh, more than likely you've run across him and what he's done and innovated with that. Um, Chloe, uh, you could correct me if I'm wrong with anything, Coach, because you obviously know better than me. But uh, you, you had a stint with the Sacramento Kings, uh, had a stint with uh, the Denver Nuggets, um, Clo Fresno City, right, was like, well, Clovis West and then Fresno City was like yeah. what got you, like, really on the map, right? Yes. Okay. And, um, I mean, you've coached a bunch of other places and things like that. I'm just trying to hit on the main emphasis. Also with the 76ers when we started the, the, pro the process. Nice, nice. All right. That's what's up. So, again, if all his stuff, I will have links to, to his description, um, his, the, his Wikipedia page, all that stuff will be in the description. So, for those who want to 
check it out. Please feel free. Um, you can get a good rundown of him. A lot of his stuff is on YouTube and things like that. So you'll, you'll, you'll get a good idea of who this man is. But what I want to get to and get to our questions, right? Uh, first thing I just wanted to kind of ask you, and I ask uh, a lot of people that have been on my show and because I love hearing people's stories, you know, with uh, AAU basketball and where it's at. And I'm sure, do you coach AAU at all? Coach, I know you do high school, but. Um, yes and no. I mean, okay. I, we, I've done since, gosh, what is it, 89? We, my high school teams, we just played our own AAU. We didn't have different players from different. And then in Fresno, we actually had uh, different AAU teams. So I would coach the AAU teams in Fresno plus my own kids. Okay. Um, I'm back at Clovis West. So uh, we're up here right now up at the Hardwood Palace. Right, right. Playing in the tournament and so forth. So I have my younger ones. I oversee the whole program. Okay. Our whole program. But I actually don't coach any specific team. Okay. Well, then I guess because, well, you've been around it enough. So you've kind of seen the evolution of AAU and what it's become. I just kind of want to know your perspective on it, good, bad, indifferent. Like, what what do you see overall with your experience and what AAU basketball is today? Well, there's I always think there's good and bad in everything, and well, in a lot of things. Um, I think if you have the right coach and the right program, I think it's excellent. Um, what I see a lot of times is coaches that are in it for the wrong reason, mm-hmm. or it might be parents or whatever. They're worried more about their kid or whatever. And um, I think when it gets to that, I think it becomes a little bit of a problem. But I think overall, I think the more you can play, the more you can can get out, I think it's great. Um, Obviously, being a high school coach, I think there's a combination of working with the AAU and the high school coach. Um, I know some of my better players, you know, because my high school team, we play as an AAU team. And for my better players who want to be seen probably a little bit more, they think they want to be seen, but – I think you know <laughs> nowadays any good college coach, wherever you're at, they're going to find you. Right. Whether you're playing AAU, whether you're playing high school with the social media and everything out there, they're going to find you. But Very I think cool. it's great that they can get out there and play. Yeah. What I do, what I personally like about AAU, um, I think it gives everybody a shot. You know what I mean? And, and um, so I graduated in 2001, right? Um, and even during my time, you know, the internet was still kind of in its infancy. So, you know, I had to, uh, to get recruited by colleges, you know, you had to play in certain tournaments like the ABCD camp or um, you had to, you know, mail out DVDs and VHS, you know what I mean? But like with social media and the potential of club ball, I think it just gives everyone a, you know, a potential shot, right? No doubt. And again, there's so many different companies out there right now that even try to help people get, Mm -hmm. get to the, get to uh, whatever level they're at, whether it's D3, D2, D1, you know, and AI, it really, you know, it, it's up to them. But, I mean, I, boy, if, if they don't find you, and, and I'll be honest with you, you're right. I mean, my my son, um, one of my better teams at Clovis West was 2001. Nice. And I had two players on that team I thought were pretty good. I mean, I had one that was really good. He went to Stanford. Nice. was a three-time All-Pac-10 player back then. Okay. But I had two others I thought were pretty good, and a lot of coaches didn't think so. Really? And they went to two years of junior college. One went to Arizona State, and one went to St. Mary's. I don't think it worked out for him. <laughs> no, that's good. Well, you know, with the rundown of a lot you've done with the game, you know, um, I, I've personally seen – some of your DVDs and stuff like that. So that's why I'm really 
glad I get a chance to sit down and talk to you because I run your two two one, your style of two two one, you know, with the gapper and you know the, the guy trailing from behind. Like I, I I do that. I run your dribble drive before I, my four out one end system. I put my little own twist on it, but I'll, you laid the blueprint down. And um, even when you were with uh, the Kings, uh, coach uh, coach George Carl, I mean, he said uh, he said, and I'm quoting this. He said, uh, you know, I be, I believe is one of the top innovators of the game in the last five to 10 years, which, you know, I think is really cool that I get a chance to sit down and talk with you. But with all, with all that being said, um, you know, what, what things out there that might not, that what, what do you think coaches need to learn through their journey, right? Through their course. Cause you seem like a real resilient guy from reading up on your story and how you just, how, how do you still love the game? You know what I mean? How, how do you still keep yourself? Cause I'm a younger coach. So yeah. for guys like me, Looking at you, it's like, how do you keep yourself going? Well, again, I, I think it's the love of the game. I mean, I have, you know, 44 years of doing this, my 44th year, and I don't think I've worked a day yet in my life. That, <laughs> honestly, that's how nice. I feel. Nice. And when I don't feel like it's fun anymore is when I'm going to step away. You know, I get asked all the time, you know, especially, you know, because I, you know, for me, all I ever want to be was a high school coach. Mm -hmm. I mean, going to junior college, D1. NBA and so forth. That's all plus. Um, when I got when we got fired with George at Sacramento, I went back to my old high school, and I still enjoy it. People go, "How can you go from the NBA to high school?" <laughs> you know, at times it's tough. Right, you know? right, of course. You know, I, I I laugh because one of my AAU coaches said, "Gosh, coach, because they coach varsity with me, and now I know they're coaching the the sixth graders." I said, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you go from NBA and you coach high school. There's a little difference there too. Right, right. But again, it's for me, it's it's watching the kids, watching how much how hard they work. And I'm in a special situation in the fact that the kids that play in our program, they know what's expected. And I think that's probably for the young coaches, I think that's probably one of the toughest things. I think they want to try and please parents and please different kids. And we know they're all different, but you got to be solid in your beliefs. Mm -hmm. And for me, if my best players not, well, I think you know this, Chris. When yeah. your best players are your hardest workers, what kind of teams do you have? Oh man, phenomenal teams. That's right, absolutely. And, and when your best players aren't your hardest workers, you're never going to have yeah. the year that you think you're going to have. Right. You know, and and, and that's the thing that you always want to try and get across, you know, to your players and so forth. And, I, and I've been lucky. I have a lot of, you know, I don't, it's not like we have great teams. You know, everybody, you know, I was at Clovis West for 33 years and we had five kids go division one. Right. So it's not like we had a lot of great players. <laughs> you know, we're not a modern day or, or teams like that. But right. we've always been good teams because we've played so hard and we've played together and we've played the game the way I think it should be played. Well, and, and, that's, and that's what's incredible because, you know, when I was researching and everything for the show, you know, I, I, I mean, I've, like you said, because I graduated in 2001, so I heard about your teams while you were coaching, you know what I mean? But I never, I went to Oakland Tech, so okay. I never, we never got a chance to, like, yeah. play each other, but I, I I heard about you, you know what I mean? And and kind of the things you're doing, the way you pressed, um, uh, your five-in, five-out type deal, uh, you know, the, the way you just went after it. I mean, I looked up, it said, um, even at a uh, Fresno City College, um, said you went one or overall one thirty three and eleven in the four uh, years. Yeah, in the four years, that's 
That's unreal. I mean, coach, real talk. That's like unreal. I didn't know, you know what I mean? Because I had heard so much. And I guess, I, I mean, I mean, I look back at it and, you know, I, again, I'm a younger coach. I'm just trying to find my way. And, and I've had a lot of success, you know what I mean? Uh, in this AAU world, a lot of people kind of look at me as like, dude, that's the coach I want to be at. But then I look at guys like you and you got, and I look at like, man, I want to be where you're at. Is there... What do you look for when in in kids you coach? Like, is there like like for me? I I talked about it on a previous episode. There's like a list of seven things I personally look for as a coach. I'm you don't have to elaborate on each thing, but is there kind of like a three a list of three to five things you kind of look for? Well, for me, number one's their heart. I mean, mm-hmm. how much do they really love the game, and how much are they going to push when things don't go their way? Um, right now, my high school season. We have a two-week period where we can't touch a basketball. Yeah. So the first week, we, I call it fun week. They call it hell week. <laughs> um, and we go an hour a day. We don't touch the basketball. It's straight running. Nice. And you'll see how many kids that just don't have the heart. Right. I did the same thing. My JC coach, when I played junior college, did it. And when I coached junior college, I still remember that day. My first day I coached junior college, we had about 65 kids out. By the end of that first hour, we are down to seven. <laughs> I, I just left the doors open. I said, if you're not tough enough, the door's there. It's not nothing wrong. Just, you know, right. you got to look around. There's going to be 12 to 14 of you going to make this team. If you're tough enough, you know, you'll fight through this. And, you know, things. And so for me, it's really important on how, what kind of heart they have. And then I think a really big thing I think a lot of people overlook is what kind of teammate are you? Mm-hmm. Um are you playing a game for yourself? Are you playing? Which, and most kids do, and yeah. I understand that, but they have to learn how to get along with their team. Man, I appreciate you saying that a lot because a lot of what you said, and just so people understand out there, I I, I didn't prep coach for the show. We didn't, like, come up with a plan. I literally just sat down and we're talking right now because the things you just basically said are things I've said and I say to my kids. But, you know, you know sometimes when – when you're just the co- you know, after a while they feel like, oh, you're just saying the general, you know, uh, cliche stuff that everybody's saying. It's always really cool to hear a veteran coach echo some of the same stuff I'll be preaching to my kids. No, you have to. I mean, I'll give you an example right now. I have, you know, I always like to bring my younger kids up mm-hmm. and to work with me. doesn't mean that they're going to play at that level that year or whatever else. I have an eighth grader right now that comes. He's a homeschool kid. He's going to be killed come to Clovis West comes every morning we work we shoot every morning before school from 6 30 to 7 45 school starts at 7 50 very cool so we get an hour and 15 minutes of shooting before school every day this kid's there he's an eighth grader wow and he comes every and he's been this his second year he comes every morning at nighttime when we work out he comes there um you know my varsity kids have got to run a 5 30 mile to get the second week of heck week off. wow they don't make the 5 30 then they go another week. Of <laughs> you know, here's this little, you know, middle school kid. Eighth grader. <laughs> he's an eighth grader and he didn't make the five thirty. He did five thirty seven, but he's an eighth grader. Wow. You know, and you can just see the heart he has, the, the determination he has that, you know, he's going to be a special player. Yeah. And I, I did an episode where I talked um, the numbers, right. The analytics and really broke down, you know, the overall, the, the, the numbers show, you know, five to seven percent of kids get to play college sports right and that's overall that's a lot of these kids dreams so I try to 
emphasize to my kids a lot, you know, you have to, you really have to want it more than the guys next to you. You know what I mean? And even more so now because with social media and the marketing and everything out there, it's, it's competitive, you know, and it's a worldwide sport now. So you really got to like put in that extra effort, right? Definitely. But I think the thing, no matter what, and I think we lose this sometimes, even if you're not good enough to go to the next level, mm -hmm. what did you learn from it? Yeah. And, and I'll give you another example since I've been so old and so forth. <laughs> I used to, uh, I still do. I've only cut two kids in all my, all my years of coaching. Really? In, in high school varsity. Wow. Okay. If they're good enough, if they work hard enough and they have the right attitude, if they come 630 every morning, they're there after school, they work hard, they do everything that we ask them to do, I'm not going to cut that kid. That kid tells me, hey, I want to be part of this program. Nice. Now, I only dress out 15. So if I have 17 kids on the team that year, 15, 16, 17, they'll dress out one out of every three games. Mm. And if they want to do that and be part of the team, I'm not ever going to take that away. Nice. You know, uh, one of those, uh, the one year I had 15, 16, 17, all three of those kids came back and coached for me. See y'all. That's a bomb of knowledge for you guys out there. I wanted you guys to hear that. That's great, Coach. No, that's um, and that, not, that's I mean, an amazing it's perspective. It's not even over. Number 17, uh, when I came back to Clovis West after I uh, got fired at Sacramento, he gave me a call and said, hey, Coach, we want to thank you for everything you did. He works on Wall Street. He sent me uh, two different years, $25,000 check for our AAU program for wow. our kids. So hopefully they get a chance to to be able to play and, and like he did. And just – Again, there's so many things you can learn. Everybody thinks, God, you got to play, you got to start, you got to do this. No way. There's a lot of little things that you learn along the, the road of life. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. Basketball, for me, saved my life. So trust me, I, you're preaching to the choir there. I wanted to talk about, especially because you're in, you know, you're out here in Rockland, and um, I feel these two guys are definitely relevant because I believe they. They worked with you, or they worked on your coaching staff, and and uh, that that's uh, Coach French at Whitney, right, and uh, Coach Taylor at Rockland High, um, both vars both the varsity coaches in this area. Um, uh, how how is it for you, kind of uh, being their kind of mentor and seeing them, you know, coach themselves and stuff? Like, how does how does that feel like to watch guys you've coached? or, you know, worked on your staff or whatnot, kind of thrive, and you're protege, so to speak, right? You know, like you're watching them thrive and do their thing. How, how does that perspective for you? Uh, it, it's one of the benefits of coaching, you know. For me, when you watch, whether it's your coaching staff or your, your ex-players mature, grow up, have their family, do their thing, and see how successful they are, it's kind of neat. Um, uh, one of the major, uh, it was kind of neat, uh, besides these two, I'm going to tell you, uh, I don't know if anybody knows who Ted Barrett is. Ted was a, is a, a, crew, chief, was a crew chief of the giant Dodger game. Really? Yeah, and Ted was my ex, <laughs> was one of my ex-players. Nice. So it was kind of neat, you know, you watch him on TV. And yeah. He just gave me a call uh, yesterday. He's going to do the World Series. So oh, it's nice. It's kind of neat. But Steve, I had Steve my first year at Clovis West back in 1989. Mm -hmm. And you can tell he's going to be a good coach. It wasn't even a question. He was with me, then he went to Fresno High, then he moved up here. Mm -hmm. Nick played for me, and uh, Nick Nick wasn't the most mature when he played. He, <laughs> he, he was a little goofy. <laughs> so it's really nice to see how he is uh, 
uh, grown and changed. And yeah. you know, I watch his teams, and they play really hard. So it's fun for me to watch them. And that's part of the reason I come, you know, I bring my team up here in December for the Rocket yeah. Tournament. Right. No, very yeah. cool, man. That's really cool. Which um, which coach copies you better? <laughs> uh, I, I never get I, I never get into that. I'm just messing with you, man. No, no. I think uh, I actually uh, uh, I was at Whitney last year for their JV coach. So I, me and Nick really got to know each other, and I kind of I went to Fresno um, when he, we did the Fresno tournament last year and okay. stuff. So I, you know, I'm I get to see both those guys because all my AAU kids basically go to their high schools yeah. so I go to the high school games and check them out so I just think it's uh pretty cool to kind of sit with their guy with their mentor and talk to him so when so when you when all said and done when you're kind of kicking back now I mean who like you said who who knows when you plan to like really really hang it up but I mean like you said you could be a part of basketball forever man that's the great part about it um what do you want kind of your legacy to be? I mean, you've cemented a lot of things along the way. You've innovated a lot of things along the way. So it's very clear you've established a foothold in this game. But what do you want it all to mean? I mean, what like, you know, when people talk about you and your legacy, what, what would you want to be said? Nothing, honestly. I mean, to me, my legacy is, is my own kids. Mm -hmm. Watching my four kids and their families grow up. Um, I think my wife and myself, that's probably the best thing we've done is the way we raised our kids. For me, honestly, what's a legacy? I mean, I, for me, it's, it's with my own, with my own family. Very cool. You know, because you're going to have people outside. Some are, you know, not what you do. Some are going to respect you like you. Some are going to hate you for what you've done. And I don't care. Right. But, you know, <laughs> for me, it, it, it's my own kids. Nice. Family. Very cool coach. And then, um, what tools, what like I want you to basically speak to, uh, the well closing. There's a couple things I want you to speak to. Uh, for one, like I say, younger aspiring coaches. Um, what's maybe one thing you reflect back like, man, if I would have thought of that earlier, it would have helped you or you know helped me. Like a, a tip you could give to young coaches out there. I would say probably the thing that I, I still try to do this day. Don't let anybody outwork you. I think if nobody outworks you, uh, I think your players will see that. I don't even know if you know this, Chris. I have never missed a day of practice in 44 years, with the exception when my when my mother died, um, obviously with the funeral and so right. forth. Um, never missed a day of practice. Wow. No, I didn't know okay. that. Okay. And it's just something I take a lot of pride in because I try to tell my players there's, there's sick and really sick. Yeah. <laughs> you know. To me, I think, you know, come to practice. If you're really sick, I'll say, okay, go ahead, go on home. Um, so I want them to know, I want them to understand the work ethic. Okay. Um, I see so many coaches when they have a practice five to seven, they get there at 458. That just drives me crazy. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, if you get there at 458, when do you think your players are going to get there? Right. You know, so just the little things that right. way, teaching, teaching your players the right habits. Very cool. And then speaking to the parents now. Um, cause like you, we talked about a little earlier with AAU and kind of the parental side of it. What would you say to parents kind of with your experience and stuff? Like, you know, what, what, what would you say to them? Maybe a tip to help them just enjoy, enjoy. I mean, your, your kids' lives are going to grow. They go so fast. <laughs> I mean, I have eight grandkids now, you know, my kids, I had, you know, when I went to Clovis West, they were two, three, five, and six. Now they're. Jesus, 30, 
7.38, whatever, and it goes by so fast. Enjoy it. Don't worry about if this guy's going to be a superstar or whatever else. They're each going to find their niche. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest thing for them. Uh, just enjoy it. Okay. And then the last but not least, um, to players, you know, because a lot of young youth youth athletes listen to my show and stuff. What, what would maybe a tip for them you might have? Be the hardest worker. Don't let anybody outwork you. I mean, most coaches, I think you know this. You always notice the people in the front, and you always notice the people in the back. Okay. You know, the ones that really push, you really see them. And the ones that are lazy, they really stick out. You know, so try and be that person in the front. Well, I mean. Well, with all that, Coach, um, thank you. Thank you for your time, man. I uh, I know we got, well, I know you got to teach some more coaching. So I appreciate that. In case you guys are wondering, he's here because he's doing a coaching clinic for uh, coaches in, in Rockland and at YBA. Um, he's going to teach some of our coaches, and I'm going to sit in and learn myself. Um, but thank you for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate that. You got it. Thank uh, you. Um, again, for those who are listening, uh, please go ahead. If you made it through the whole episode, hit the follow button. Hit the subscribe button. Support the show. Links for the Patreon. Links for um, my Cash App and PayPal. All that stuff to support the show and the AU program will be there. Um, I appreciate all those who support. Hopefully you learned a little bit of something. You heard from a coach, a veteran coach who's been in the game a long time and knows the game inside and out. Uh, hopefully it helps. Other than that, be safe out there. And uh, I'm out.